everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Banter Broadcast, where we just get together and talk about movies, TV shows, what have you. I am Patricia Miranda. And I'm Ian Kane Jr. I am Angie Meredith. I'm Malia Colberts. And so today, uh, we're going to be kind of doing a follow-up podcast uh, that we discussed about back in February, <laughs> discussing about Avatar The Last Airbender in honor of its 15th anniversary. Sorry, we haven't recorded a podcast in months. Uh, a little something called COVID-19 caused it, but we're doing all of this in Zoom, and uh, it may not sound as good for when we did it back in the studio at our school, but hey, nonetheless, we're, we're going to finally come back and uh, talk about something Avatar related again. I know we said we're going to do Korra, but this was too important to ignore. So uh, before we do that, uh, Andrew is uh, uh, coming in for the first time. So please, why don't you share your history about uh, Avatar The Last Airbender? Okay, so um, let's see. Growing up, Avatar would come on TV. I was not allowed to watch it. So of course, I snuck it when my parents weren't around. And I got. Can you listen to the podcast? No. So I got like little bits and pieces of Avatar growing up. And then when I was like eight or nine, the series had just ended. And I remember everyone in school was talking about it or whatever. I, I feel like the end happened in the summer and we talked about it when we got back. But anyway. People were talking about the ending of Avatar, and I was like, oh, man, I have to watch it. So I used my eight-year-old knowledge, went online. I don't know how I did it, but I found all the episodes. Um, I was a character from a young age. And, I see. Wow. Yes. Impressive. And, like, every chance I got to get on the computer, I would watch Avatar. And I have watched the series fully at least, like, five or six times mm. and um i love it it is a masterpiece of cinema cinema that's not tv masterpiece yep. of television and yeah it's just, it's just a gem it's just a gem mm -hmm. overall wonderful yes it is. yeah so a lot has changed uh, since we did our last podcast in addition to the series being on netflix Avatar The Last Airbender has gotten a massive resurgence. There are so many news articles talking about how people are tuning into watching the series on Netflix. Um, wow. When it first came out or when it ended, it was also still in the top 10 back then also, which was right. amazing. It hit top 10 twice you in the what? last um, almost 10 years, right? It came out in, in like 2008, correct? Uh, no, yeah. the, the show ended in 2008, yeah. Yeah, so the thing is, I remember when I first got the Netflix streaming service, the show was on there. Yeah, it was on Netflix. Yeah. Because I've watched it on Netflix before. Yeah, yeah. That, the reason why was because um, it was around 2010 that Viacom had gotten an exclusive deal to release some of their stuff on Netflix. But then the contract was expired, and so they no longer had to um, had the rights to post their stuff there, at least for a long time. And then it wasn't until about last year in which they decided to do that again so that they can be able to post some of the stuff that they knew that their older audience was watching, which is why Rocco's Modern Life Static Clean yeah, and Invaders yeah. the Floor Piss was there. Yeah, yeah, which was smart. And they, had, they made a very smart choice because once Avatar came on Netflix, that's all you saw. Yeah. Like literally avatar 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 and i was living for it 
Yeah. yeah. And yeah. as of the recording of this podcast, tomorrow, Cora is going to be there. Oh, but I already watched it illegally. So you're going to have to watch it legally. Oh, I love Don't, don't admit so to this stuff, stuff Andrew. Don't so admit happy. to this stuff. They can't arrest me unless I download it. If I didn't uh, download it, I streamed it. I'm not going to watch it. Sure. We're watching. Anyways, but um, it's 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 interesting that we're talking about Avatar being on Netflix because, um, kind of kind of on top, kind of not um, the ties between Avatar and another famous franchise, which has been around since 1977, which is Star Wars. Yeah. Dave Filoni, who worked on the Clone Wars and and Rebels, worked on season one of Last Airbender. Yeah, anything Dave Filoni that, touches flourishes. Yes, gold. But he said that uh, they got more views from Clone Wars being on Netflix than they ever did on Cartoon Network. And I believe it was the same thing with, with Avatar. Not just the first time, but especially this time with it being on Netflix than they ever did on Nickelodeon. So Yes, that's very true. That, and the that same is thing, very crazy. The same thing happened with Young Justice, in which when Young Justice was put to Netflix after Cartoon Network canceled it, their views yeah. had like doubled. They had never seen that kind of views. And then eventually they got two more seasons on the DC streaming service or something. And they they kind of screwed Netflix on that because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the third season was supposed to be on Netflix. The third season was supposed to be on Netflix, but then yeah. DC was like, we're going to make a streaming service and put it on there. Yes. And that was, I think that was smart for them because if we're being honest, no one was getting DC Universe when it was announced. Like, oh. I personally was not going to get it. And then they were like, by the way, Young Justice Season 3. Yeah, I and guess that's it's kind of like an equivalent of like HBO Max. It's like, oh, you know, there's already another streaming service. What am I going to get there? The Snyder Cut from Justice League. Yes! And yes! HBO, HBO Max and DC Universe, that's a conversation me and Ian got ahead another day because... Yes, I'll talk about that all day. I will talk about that all day. That's, yes. That leaves a lot. Malia has been trying to say something for the past, like, five minutes. I have. Oh, so sorry, Malia. Tracking <laughs> all the way back to when we were talking about Netflix and the, uh, these doubling, I feel like because especially in this day and age... Um, people don't want to sit around and watch um, watch actual TV. Like we want to sit there and binge watch it because it's out of literally out of touch of our fingertips. It's on our laptops. We don't have to walk to the TV, and then we don't sit through commercials anymore. It's literally just like straight through. Don't have to walk to the TV. Wow. Yeah. How old are you, Malia? <laughs> no, no, it's it's not even that. It's just like this is where we've come to. We don't. Yeah. Where we don't have to walk to the TV. That's wild. Yeah, and, and to age myself, if I missed an episode of a show, I had to rely on a friend recording it on VHS to say, hey, did you watch the episode from last time? It's like, yeah, I recorded it on my VHS um, cassette player. Can I watch it? <laughs> because we didn't have, you know, DVDs or streaming services or, you know, on demand back then. So yep. all you had was reruns and just people taping yeah. it on. On a VHS. That's you know, if you miss all of that, you just hear it on a playground at recess. Literally. That was <laughs> yeah. my life. Either oh, pretty much, pretty much. or playground. Man, because was... we didn't have cable, shoot. <laughs> well, I had cable. Don't that know about four. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had cable for a little bit, and then we got rid of it. So I was, I'd relied to, like, go into my classmates for new episodes of stuff and just be like, what happened yesterday? Right. 
Uh, and dark times. Yes, but anyways, uh, so Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, so going into uh. the you know finishing up the whole Netflix deal. So, um, as you guys know, uh, Viacom made a exclusivity deal with um, you know uh, with Netflix about like, hey, uh, we're gonna be posting up. Um, our stuff from Nickelodeon to Netflix and we're going to post up exclusive stuff like Pinky Malinky and Glitch Text and then um, Rockwell's Modern Life Static Cling, Invaders Adventure the Florpus and because that worked out so well a lot of shows have been put on Netflix but then if you guys remember a few months ago Viacom and CBS merged and yes. so a lot of stuff has been posted on CBS Access. Oh, yep. Another streaming service we don't have money for. Woohoo! Yeah. Love that. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if if I'm gonna get that one. Maybe if I was a Star Trek fan, maybe. I See, might. that's what was pushing me to get it because I am a Star Trek fan, but I could not, because I'm already paying for DC Universe, paying for Hulu and Spotify, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I don't have. I just don't have money to spend on all these streaming. Services. Well, you ain't gotta worry about DC Universe anymore because that's eventually gonna just go away. That's going to HBO Max. Yeah. So, so I'm going to just pay for I'm, that. Yeah. I might have sounded a little uh, spoiled, but I don't pay for any of that. <laughs> so, See, it's people like you, Malia. The only one I'm not paying for is Netflix, because that's my family's. Everything See, look, else I'm paying for. My dad pays the Netflix. My, we, I have Sprint, so Sprint comes with Hulu, or Hulu comes with Sprint, something like that. Like what? I'll say, wait. Where it comes with okay. Hulu. No, Hulu. Okay. Hulu comes with Sprint. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and then Sydney pays for um, um, Disney Plus, which okay. I don't even use. There you and go. So, just really? Really? Use you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I have no shame in saying I'll, I only got Disney Plus for Star Wars stuff, but then I was oh, Star. And then sure. Anyway, so, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Initially, Initially, yeah. I definitely got Disney Plus for the Clone Wars, and I use it from time to time. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, I yes, use it for sorry. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a good one, for sure. Wait, wait, it which was. one? You're talking about the cartoons? Mm-hmm, um, Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Well, Spider-Man so That's a good one. I'm not... Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was literally I watching it for that only. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right, then. Anyways, so, all right. So, uh, yeah, sorry. Back... Back to uh, topic, CPS. All right, so let's, okay, so, okay, so long story short, so the whole merger thing happened, and now a lot of shows are being run into three um, different streaming services. So we have Hulu, we have, <laughs> we have CBS Access, and Netflix. of course we have Netflix. It's, it's yeah. a mess. Anyway, so just yesterday... Um, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konetsko posted on their Instagram and their other um, social medias saying that they are no longer going to be involved in the Avatar The Last Airbender live action series. I'm going to read off from what Michael said. Michael said this, and I quote, Many of you have been asking me for updates about the Avatar live action Netflix series. I can finally tell you that I am no longer involved with the project. In June of this year, after two years of development work, Brian Konetsko and I have made the dis- difficult decision to leave the project. Oof. And you know what? I mean, just that one notion of loan, everybody got really angry. Yep. All uh-huh. right. Let's, let's continue. Oh, my goodness. 
When Brian and I signed in on the project in 2018, we were hired as executive producers and showrunners. In a joint announcement for the series, Netflix said that it was committed to honoring our vision for this retelling and to support us on creating the series. And we expressed about how excited we were for the opportunity to be at the helm. Unfortunately, things did not go as well as we hoped. Look, things happen. Productions are challenging, unforeseen mm -hmm. events arise, plans have to change. And when those things that have happened at other points during my career, I try to be like an Arab nomad and adapt. I do my best to go with the flow, no matter what obstacles is put in my way. But even an Arab nomad knows when it's time to cut their losses and move on. I started wow. to reevaluate what is truly important in my life and what I wanted to do with what's left of it. I took some advice from Uncle Iroh. I looked inward and started asking myself the big question, who are you and what do you want? I also sought wisdom from Stoic philosophers who are big on differentiating between what is within our control and what isn't. I realized I couldn't control the creative direction of the series, but I could control how I responded. I chose to leave the project. It was the hardest professional decision I've ever had to make. And certainly not one that I took lightly, but it was necessary for my happiness and creative integrity. And who knows, Netflix live action adaptation of Avatar had the potential to be good. It may turn out to be a show many of you may end up enjoying. But what I can see, what, what I can be certain about is that whatever version ends up on screen, it will not be what Brian and I had envisioned or intended to make. I want to be clear that this doesn't mean the end of my involvement in the Avatar universe. These stories and characters are important to me, and the renewed interest in Simon and Avatar and Korra have been inspiring to see. Writing this letter has left me with a very heavy heart. I know many of you will be disappointed and frustrated by the news. I get it. I share your disappointment and frustration. I also recognize this creative setback is small compared to the problems we're facing as a society right now. Thankfully, mm -hmm. Iroh has offered some wisdom for that, too. Sometimes life is like this dark tunnel. You can't always see a light at the end of the tunnel, but if you just keep on moving, you will come to a better place. Mm. May we all Sorry. keep moving and come to a better place. Thank you for reading and for your continued enthusiasm for the Avatar universe. With gratitude, Michael Dante DiMartino. So, yeah, let's, let's focus on Michael's statement first. So... Yeah, the fact that uh, Netflix has been conflicting with Mike and Brian's uh, vision of what the Avatar series should be, as opposed to, you know, focusing on what they want. It's like, where do we start? Can I, um, can I give my thing real go, quick? Go for it. I'm going after you, Andrew. Been, this has been on my mind since this news dropped. Um, how are you going to have creative differences with the creators of the show? Like they, the character, the character and all of the characters are theirs. They made it. It was their minds that created this bending world, every single character. And how is Netflix going to sit there and be like, yeah, but right. And I mean, who like, you can't tell the people who literally birthed these characters, what the characters should and shouldn't be. I mean, it's, there's a simple answer to that, Andrew. Just look at what Disney did with Star Wars. I know, but it, it just, it blows me every time I think about anything like that, how a studio gives the creators of this respective franchise the opportunity to make something and because DC did it with Zack Snyder, Disney did it with Star Wars and George Lucas, and now Netflix is doing it with The Last Airbender, and 
they're just like, we're going to let you on board, but we're just going to take away every, like, every opportunity that you have to do the show that you want. We're going to make it the show that we want. And I think they have to know that the show that they're going to make by themselves is not the shows that fans want. Fans want the show that the creators are making. Everyone was so excited about the live action Avatar because they knew the creators would be on board. I was excited when the live action one in 2010 got announced. I was like, oh, oh man, that's going to be so cool. And then it happened. And it was a travesty. And I rewatched it over quarantine. And it was worse than I remember. We don't want to claim that movie. We don't watch that movie. I, I watched it after I watched the show. After I rewatched the show again, I was like, how bad was the movie? Because I hadn't seen it since I was like 11. It was worse than I remember. And I'm predicting a similar, I'm predicting a similar situation. Maybe not to the level of awful that The Last Airbender was. I don't think anything could touch that. But I do think that Netflix is going to mess up the characters. They're going to mess up the world that the creators have made. They're going to try to introduce somebody new that nobody wants. That's mm. that's the problem with remaking shows like this. Watch uh, Uncle Ira have a daughter and not a son. Exactly. They take like things that may be minor. Huh? I said, who's alive, by the way? Oh, yeah. The, it, see, Malia is thinking what I'm thinking. They're going to change things. Yeah that the studio might think are minor. And it's a big part of the character. Uncle Iroh's son dying is the only reason why... Um, he didn't carve his, a box to say. Not that. What What was Zuko's father's name? I forgot. Ozai. 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 Yeah. Iroh's son dying is the only reason why Ozai is a Fire Lord. That's the only reason. They changed the course of the world. And Netflix would do something like okay, but he's alive and in hiding. Um, no. You know? So that's mm. what I think. That's what I have to say. I could go on for the next hour and a half, but I'm going to shut up and let y'all talk. Okay. Malia, you're uh, next. Yeah, yeah Malia's next. Go. So basically, I want to say congrats to the um, for, shoot, I can't remember, is it Michael? Yeah, Michael. Uh, for Michael for stepping away. His quote saying that um people know like i i can't change the course of the show but i can't change the course of my own actions which is to step away that's mm-hmm. something huge like a lot of people probably won't realize that but that's a like that's a very um that's a power move right there like that mm-hmm. means you are securing yourself in your um your property yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just i love that for him like Go off. (laughs) This to me is really interesting. Disappointing first and foremost, but it's interesting because Netflix has been the production platform for many creators to have more freedom. So when I saw and read that, I was like, wait, is this a joke? I thought it was a joke at first. Same. Not going to hold you. Same. Uh, I also would have believed it was a joke. Right, and then I saw the official media outlets running the stories. I was like, oh, this is real. When and Patricia sent it to us, I was like, oh, this is real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I saw it on Twitter, I, I mean, and I was so mad. I mean, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right, Ian. Like, let's be honest. I mean, I, I follow a lot of uh, people who are in this industry on Twitter and, and various other places, and they've 
mentioned this multiple times that streaming services like this are the future because television is so restricted nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there are so many values that they will not post on television at all. Like mm-hmm. anything like severe violence or representation of certain genders and sexes or anything like that. Like, you know, you cannot do Bojack Horseman on television unless it's like yeah. Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. You cannot yeah. do F is for Family on Adult Swim unless, of course, you like yeah. tone it down significantly. Yeah. yeah. Even Adult Swim has its limits. Exactly. All the uncensored stuff has to go online. Yeah. yeah. And also, they don't have the same budget as Adult Swim. Like, right. Adult Swim's budget is much lower than Netflix. And here's the thing like, you know, a lot of these p- animators that we know of, like Yendi Tartakovsky and mm-hmm. J- Dave Filoni, they're all going to these streaming services for a reason because yep. more people are tuning into that than television and they know they can yep. get the creative freedom that they've been mm-hmm. looking for. Right. I mean, Craig McCracken, he even mentioned this. When Wander Over Yonder got canceled, he was like, I am so fed up with television. I am moving straight over to a streaming service. When, you know, with um, Guillermo del Toro was pitching his, um, you know, his, uh, his dragon series. And, you know, they were like, um, you know, the only place I can do it is on Netflix. And so, you know, that's where everybody's going. That's a great point because even a, a directing giant, great goat like, Martin Scorsese, no studio would take the Irishman but Netflix. Right. So for me to hear that the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender are stepping away because of creative differences with Netflix, I'm like, to me, in my mind, I'm thinking the, the, the creative differences that they had must have been so vast. Yeah. Like, for you guys to step away, you know, like, I, w- I wish I was a fly on the wall during those meetings just to like hear what the differences were you know like for example you guys talking about how Iroh might have a daughter instead of a son and and the and the daughter's still alive and she's on the run from Ozai and the Fire Nation whatever you know that it would change the story and from a certain point of view I can kind of get the appeal for something like that if that's true obviously this is just you guys making it up but what I think, what really happens, I think they want to mess with the principles that the creators set up in Avatar that's The Last true. Airbender. That's true. And that's what I think. And that's when I think the creators said, no, we can't have that. That No, no. You can change maybe certain characters, like maybe certain personalities, but you can't change certain principles about these characters nor this world that we set up. Right. You know, and all I would have to say if I were the creators, okay, look, you guys saw what happened with M. Night Shyamalan when he did Last Air- Airbender. We gave him everything he needed. We, 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 you know, we gave him the world of Avatar Bible, you know. And he gave us crap. <laughs> yes. Now, granted, M. Night Shyamalan's bounced back. He has, he has, he has bounced back, and I will give him that. But, but that, that will always be a stab in his career. career. So, for a company or a, yeah, you know, for a huge company like Netflix, who was known for giving creative freedom to creators. Like a Zack Snyder, who was able to do Day of the Dead and do it the way he wanted, who said, I had no problems with Netflix. They let me do what I wanted to do. For them to kind of step in and try to, you know, I guess alter what these guys want to do with this live action series, that's that's really unsettling to me. And usually I'm more of an optimist, like, okay, I think this is gonna be fine. Yeah. I am really nervous. 
I am too. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, uh, I, I'm sure that a lot of people know about like different interpretations based off of like similar franchises. Like, I don't know if it'll go in the same direction as Ninja Turtles, in which like you have the core story about four turtles who were turned into ninjas by training with the rats and they got covered with this ooze and they have a bad guy named Shredder and a whole bunch of other bad guys and they try to yeah. defend New York City. Uh, so that series has been changed and rearranged so many times over the past like Scooby-Doo. Scooby better example, yes. That series has been around for 50 years and it has so many incarnations. You have everything from them being children, for them being teenagers, for them being young adults. Mm. You have them in stop motion. You have them in puppets. You have them in 2D. You have them in 3D. Yep. And everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another example for me would be, um, I don't know if any of you guys watched um, Iron Man Army Adventures. I he was did. a teenager. Uh, kind of. Kind so of, yeah. that was like, that was one of those things that had mixed reactions because like Iron Man is Iron Man. Like he's a grown billionaire who does all this and then they decide we're going to take him, throw him in high school, make his friends kids, make his enemies adults. For me, I liked that. I think that that was a different, it was a different take. I liked, I liked Teenage Tony. I liked the show. I thought the animation was pretty good. No one else did. Sure. But the difference, fun. the difference with that is that Iron Man is Iron Man, right? So by the, when Iron Man Armin Adventures was out, we already had previously had an Iron Man show in the 90s. He was an established character. He was a founding member of the Avengers. We had the Iron Man movies at that point. They could take the risk and make him a teenager. Right. And change up the formula, and it'd just be another thing. Avatar, we have Avatar. That's it. We have the Avatar show. We have the movie that we don't talk about. We just leave that to the side. We have the comics, and that's basically it, right? And Korra. And Korra. Oh, yeah, Korra, of course. And the comics of Korra. Yes. But at the end of the day, we have this one series with this one timeline, with this one interpretation of these characters. So in order to switch up their principles and core beliefs or whatever, you, you really can't, you can't do that this soon, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I felt the same way about Rise of the Ninja Turtles, in which... Right. You know, that yeah. show came out way too soon after the 2012 version was over. Like, yeah. in the it previous. came on so fast. Yeah, previous incarnations would be like every 10, 12 years. The 80s series, it ended around the 90s, and then we had to wait about another decade until the 2003 yeah. version came out. But the right. 2003 Top version. Tier. And then the 2003 version. <laughs> right. And then the 2003 version, you know, it lasted until maybe like around 2007. And then in 2008, we had them going through time in the 30th century or something. And then that was over. And then we had to wait another like six years until the 2012 series came out. And as right. soon as the 2012 series was over, there was an announcement for a rise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out. And yeah. everybody was so angry. Yeah. Yeah. They, no, they did not wait at all to put that out. Because, yeah. I mean, like, the one before that was, like, pretty good. And people, and, and to me, it, it took a while for the older fans to kind of warm up to that series. Yeah, so then exactly. when they finished yeah, it, it 
then it's like, okay, it's something brand new, different animation, da da da. And I'm just like, what? You guys and just finished one. Just let it soak in. And they changed up Rise so much. They gave them different weapons, which seems really, really small. Like, it's oh, the- they just have different weapons. But Mikey they changed has up the, the whole nunchucks. character game. Right. Mikey got the nunchucks. Raph has a size. Leo has a sword. Donnie has the bow staff. Right. And they just switched all the weapons up. And they changed too much about the show. In and then they made Raphael the leader. Right. They changed too much about it way too quick. Rise, to me, reminds me so much of um, Teen Titans. Like, whenever Teen Titans go. Yeah, that's exactly like, what they were trying to do. They were trying to have their version of Teen Titans go. First of all, and, Teen Titans Go is hilarious, and I don't accept any slander. Continue. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, like, here's the thing. There's like, a lot of dog jokes in, in the show, but come on, dude. I mean, here's I, the thing. Like, I, I, can understand why, I can understand why a lot of people like the show. I mean, personally yeah. for me, um, I haven't seen enough of it to say I hate it or I like it. Same but, here. Um, I do know people who actually work on the show, so I'm not going to say anything negative about it. The point is, is that when Respect. Teen Titans the, yeah. the point is, is that the point is, is that uh, Teen Titans Go. Um, they had a lot of ripoffs and you know copycats that came out of it. The 2016 Powerpuff Girls show, yeah, the Thundercats yeah. show, and then Rise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like a lot of people were trying to ride on the coattails of that show, and I think that's kind of a reason why it had a little bit of a stink to it. It's like it came out too soon, and when it was riding on a show that a lot of people didn't like. So yeah, and I mean, side note about Teen Titans Go. I heard the movie was actually pretty good. I haven't. Seen I heard it. It was I have yet heard the movie, movie. Was, but there's been two. There was the one that was in theaters, and then there was Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. I've heard about and that one. I have I not watch that seen one. either. I want to see them. I've heard they're really good. Yeah, Andrew, well, I, I heard that type of movie night. I'm with it. See, but that that okay. So here's my thing about Teen Titans Go, right? I think Cartoon Network was smart, and here's why. When we were younger, and by we, I mean like me and Malia, (laughs) when we were younger, we had this like, comic book TV was at its peak when we were in like first, second grade, because you had Justice League and Justice League Unlimited running, we had Teen Titans, the original. Yes. Good what else was on? Static Shock. Do we have? Static Shock oh, yeah. was out. Batman Beyond was coming on. Well, mm-hmm. those were like reruns, but like still, we had the Ninja Turtles. We had all of these great superhero TV shows. Spectacular Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. yes the best one. That was the whoa, best one. Whoa, 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 whoa. You were not going to be disrespectful. You were not going to be disrespectful. We don't talk about this right in, in the 90s. Okay. How dare okay. you? Okay. Let me finish. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's not have this debate now. We're Let's going have to camp later. So yes, we will talk about this later. With that, like, and also for whatever reason, our attention spans were so much longer yes. than kids now. Because yes. if you notice, I think it's because we went outside more. <laughs> but I think that the um, they like we were able to sit there for thirty minutes and watch a show. If you notice now, all these shows are broken up into fifteen-minute blocks. 
Yep. 11 minutes max. Well, like yeah. Steven Universe, um, Star Wars, The Forces, Gumball. Yeah. All yeah. those shows are literally 11 minutes. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, uh, when I was a kid, that's how shows were structured. Ren and Stimpy was the same way. Rugrats was the same way. Hey Arnold was the same way. Uh, right. A lot of these shows were structured into 11 minutes because they wanted to give variety over to the storytelling as much as they could cram it in in about 11 minutes. Right. But, but like, then around the late 90s and 2000s, that was when, hey, let's see if we can actually add story into it and we can actually expand right. on our characters because right. anime was becoming hugely popular. It's like, let's see if we can do something like that. Yeah. 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 So with Titans Go, they... Cartoon Network has changed so much. Oh, it has. Right? It has. It, it, it's no, it's no longer the same Cartoon Network when I f first saw it. It's, same it's, no, yes. it's no longer airing Hanna Barbera reruns. It's not nope. airing Space Goes Coast to Coast or the Moxie nope. Show. Nope, not so, nor yeah, yeah. So show. like they, they've they've changed so much over the years because when I had Cartoon Network, I had a like there was a mix with shows like in one show. There's a mix of like serious where like there's action and the stakes are super high and it's the end of the world Samurai all the time. Jack. Right. Yeah, Jack, but yeah. there was this yep. mix of humor in it. And that's what made it so endearing to us. And as times changed, kids started leaning like like they stopped really caring about the whole action thing and just wanted to do the comedy. So I think Cartoon Network saw that and was like, we can make money like off of this established cast of characters that we have that we can use, we can make something. And when Teen Titans Go was announced, I hated it. I was ready to go to the Cartoon Network Studios and burn it to the ground, right? <laughs> but, and it took me like maybe three years to actually watch an episode, because I refused. But when, you, when I watch it, like, I don't think of it as a Teen Titans show, for real. Like, it might be the characters, it might be the same voice actors, but it's not Teen Titans, it's just like, nonsense here's the but. thing i think that people would have really warmed up to the show for three reasons number one if they actually did complete the teen titan show if they yeah, actually exactly. if they would have released That's the judas if they would have released the judas project i think a lot of people would have been satisfied yes and i agree with you, that you you took the words right out of my mouth or out of my mouth patricia because that was my problem like wait so you guys didn't even finish one series and the, the thing is they keep acknowledging that they didn't in teen titans go they regularly acknowledge the fact that there's no season six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That is one issue I have because like you really left us with Beast Boy at the lowest of the low. He was like, he finally got the love of his life back. She can't remember him. And they keep bringing it up. And like they had one episode where they brought in Control Freak and Control Freak had them watching TV. Yeah. And yeah. they were stuck watching TV. And then yeah. they watched the Teen Titans show and they're like, but where's the season six? And then they went on and on about all of the complaints that fans have about there being no season six. And I'm sitting there looking at the TV like, so y'all know that we've been clamoring for this for how many years? 15 years? Yeah. And Has it really been 15? Give it to Am yes. I that old? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Teen Titans ran from like 2003 to 2007 or something. Yeah. Just Am about... I really that old? Wow. Yep. Yes, time yeah. is flying. <laughs> We're that old. Time is flying, yeah. But yeah, um, it's just so annoying. With Teen Titans Go, um, my cousins watch the show, so I know that's why I can really say that if I like it or not. 
um, there was this one episode where they literally sat there and reinvented the show. Like, they made a joke out of reinventing the show. Yes, I remember that and, episode. And so it's, the creators, re- like, the creators really know what they're doing. And the show, it does have a lot of jokes. It is a funny show. I give it is you hilarious. That. It's so funny. Yeah, but I mean, me, here's the thing. Like, they know about the fandom because yeah. the fandom is very loud when it comes to their opinions of the show. And yes. the reason why is because when the show was first starting, they stated in an interview that they had never watched the original Teen Titans, and it gotten them so angry. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Let's see. Like. Let's see. Uh I mean, here's the thing. I mean, there's here's the second reason why I think that the show could have like lessened the blow. The Teen Titans, they're always like new characters. Like they could have like you know had oh instead of like um, Cyborg, you know who's with the Justice League now? Why don't we add Blue Beetle into it? Or why don't we add yes. this character into it? Yeah. It up and have it a different Teen Titans. Like it's not exactly new characters. And also. And I know this is kind of cruel for me because I know, you know, the importance of, you know, bringing in people back. And I, I, I enjoy that every time I see an, an incarnation of a show that I prefer. But they shouldn't have brought back the voice actors. I'm sorry. They shouldn't have. Yeah, because, because, because it just reminds you so much about, like, this is the show that we could have gotten. Right. right. The, the designs right. are the same from the original and the actors are the same from the original. It just leaves it even more of a bitter pain pill to swallow i think that the actors coming back was just like their attempt to make old fans like want to come back and watch it exactly yeah i I do think that they should have casted completely new people because like you said it's just like it hurts so much I mean, you know, the the Teen Titans from the DC movies didn't do that. Damian Wayne is their Robin, not Dick Dick Grayson. Exactly. Starfire's a lot older. She's the mother of the group. Raven is kind of like the, you know, the quiet person like she's always been. But she is a little bit more talkative. Beast Boy is your crazy, like, wacky character as always. And Cyborg's not in it because he's with the Justice League. It's Blue Beetle. Also, with those Teen Titans movies, that's the second incarnation of the Titans. Because in like the very beginning of the movie, you see uh, Dick Grayson was Robin, but you yeah. also have Kid yeah. Flash, you have Steve, right. you have Bumblebee, right, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's when they meet Starfire, and she's like find all the people, or whatever. So if they taken a route of the DC movies and made it a new lineup, and maybe like had the original actors replies, reprise their roles as like guest roles, guest appearances, mm-hmm. sure, I mean they something didn't... to lessen the blow. Of like we're giving you a Teen Titan show, but it's not what you want. Go die, like, right? And yeah, to like to kind of bring it back to Avatar and and Netflix. Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the thing is, we don't we we have no indication of that's what of you know that Netflix is trying to do what Cartoon Network did with with Teen Titans. We don't know what this new show is going to look like we don't, we don't know the you know the uh, path that they're going to take into forging a new avatar world or one that's familiar it might be something totally different they're just probably going to use the name and some of the of the characters you know and to me avatar is so much deeper than just a show of a boy who was discovered in an iceberg stopping yeah, like, in an empire so much there are some real so much- 
deeper. It's yeah. It's, so there's yeah. so much more to Avatar. Yeah, there are, and, and, and like there are some life and even spiritual lessons you can learn throughout that show. Like the creators did a fantastic job of really exploring certain philosophies and like certain beliefs, and yeah. that's one of the many things that I love ab about the show. Actually, both shows, but. I don't know if Netflix, see, because they did such a good job with The Witcher. They've done a good job with other shows. So I was like, I don't, what, what do you guys not understand? Or yeah, what is like the the, their other adaptations have done really well, like Green Eggs and Ham. Did anybody expect it to be as good as it was? I, I heard never it was watched great. Green Eggs. I, I, I did heard it was good. really good. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched oh. it either, but I heard it's good. Yeah. I do want to. I should probably do that after I'm done with them. What am I watching right now? Umbrella Academy after that. Yeah. Did it yes. too? Season two, season two, yes. I am watching that as well. Fantastic so far. But so here's here's what I here's my two cents on what Ian just said. Even though I'm very mad about Netflix forcing the creators to like leave, or not forcing, but like making a situation where they felt like they had to leave. Sure. I don't think that it will be necessarily that bad. I do believe that Netflix, like in terms of maybe like casting the right people to play the roles, making the atmosphere as like as close as it can. I do believe that they'll do that. I think they'll cast, you know, Asian actors like they should. I do think they'll have accurate settings. But like I I don't know. I just feel like they're going to change the characters and the world as a whole just a little too much for fans to be comfortable with. But yeah. I do think yeah. that it has a if anything, if it's good, if the Avatar show is good, right. I think right. it would have been good if it was another show. Like, I have no doubt that Netflix can turn Avatar into something good, but it's one of those situations where, like, it would have been better if it wasn't Avatar. And, and see, that's the thing. Like, um, we, 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 we don't anyway. know if the show is going to be good. Sorry, Maria. We, we, we don't You're know good. if the show is going to be good or if it's going to be bad. So... This is just us with our speculation, like, oh man, and and, and for good reason because again of the and that Shyamalan film, we've been burned before, so it's like we kind of have that trauma from that film. If we didn't have that film, we might not be as worried, like, oh okay. And again, even with Star Wars, you you see what certain decisions that are made can do to a franchise. Star Wars is divided. It's Ooh. it's never been this divided. Like, like even when the prequels Ooh. came out, people were like, "Oh, I don't like the prequels," but it still wasn't divided. They just didn't like what George was doing with other things. But they at least right respected now? his story, you know. But what happened to it recently is like, "Yo, you guys are just going against some principles that George set up in the films and even in like the Clone Wars series." So my fear is they're gonna do the same thing with this Avatar. You know, like okay, a good example how the waterbenders get their strength from the moon they might try to make it something else now like oh they uh learn from like the currents or like the animals of the ocean which would kind of make sense but like no even physically speaking scientifically and even in certain spiritual senses the moon gives energy and it helps with the magnetic push and pull of things and it literally helps with the rising and lowering of tides in the ocean so that makes perfect sense don't try to switch something like that up or how um how like firebenders get their strength from the sun or from a comet you know something like that like those things i think are intricate or are intricate to the show 
being successful. And I'm also very afraid that they're just going to just destroy the spirit world, just make it something that is not, you know, that, that's my big concern. Okay, Malia, please go. <laughs> yes, please go, Malia. <laughs> Two point. Um, the first point is this isn't the first time that Netflix has, um, like, got rid of, a, like, the creators of the show. Um, like, with One Day, One Day at a Time, oh. they completely got rid of that show, and then it got to by another show, thank God. I don't even know um, what that is. One Day at a Time is one of the greatest sitcoms I've ever seen, and yes, you should watch it. It's Malia, so please beautiful. Continue. Wait, so um, is it... Is it a Netflix ex- exclusive, or did they just try to continue it? The sure. first three seasons are on Netflix, but and then the fourth one is on, like, Pop TV, which I don't have, and I don't have the money for, so... I can't watch it. Um, I watched episode one because it was free, and it's still just as funny, but still. Alright, um, the second point is, so, this is actually going to go into Legend of Korra, um, but with Legend of Korra, they stated that people got their bending from um, the Lion Turtles, right? Yes. Right. And I know a lot of fans had an issue with it because they were like, right. but in Avatar Last Airbender, they said they got it from the moon, the dragon slash sun, um, the badger moles, and what did Animals get it from? It was dragon, uh, uh, sky dragons, the moon, sky, sky bison, uh, badger moles. Right. So my th- um, I think with um, that whole argument, and also I hope, I hope that Netflix doesn't like mess it up also, Ian, but is the fact that they could have also, like with Juan, how, with Juan? Yeah, Juan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, that was how, Juan. Um, how he got it is from the um, Lion Turtle, and you see him practicing it. Like the guy even commented, oh, wow, he's bending like it's part of his body. It's like right. they they got it from him, but he had to master it, just like everybody right. else had to right. master it. So like they them getting from, the bending, but learning how to use the bending yeah. from the moon, from the dragon. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and see, exactly. that's what they explained, though. So that made sense to me because... A lot of fans don't get that, though. A lot of fans are like, yes. oh, they messed up the whole lore of the story because they no. it said in Avatar no. Lost Ember. It, it, no, if you get sorry. a sword, you got to learn how to use a sword. Exactly. So I so like for example, Andrew can give me a firearm, but if I don't know how to aim it, how to clean it, how to load it, how to unload it, what good is it? You know. know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's, and that is a good point because, yeah, that was one of the complaints I heard about Cora. I was like, dude, you guys just must have not paid attention. Right, y'all just didn't watch the show. Yeah, literally. People who complain about Cora make me so mad because. No, it is not Avatar. It is it's not, not the last Airbender. It's, it's, it's so much be. more more charred. Like, and it's a different exactly. It's a, It's a different show. So much so that Nickelodeon was like, y'all gotta take this off TV and put it online. Like, that's how, that's how different it was. It was not supposed... They keep comparing it to Aang's story. This is not Aang's story. She's a whole different this avatar. A whole different set of world. different avatar, different storyline. Right. Aang had problems. To, right. Yeah. Aang, Aang had its own his own issues. Like, yeah. Right. Okay. So like with Aang, right? His whole thing was, I'm a regular, regular human who had right. to learn to be the avatar. Korra, on the other hand, knew she was avatar and had to learn to be a regular, regular person. It, like she, she had to accept the fact that even though she was an avatar, she still had 
normal people problems that she had to deal with and kept saying i'm just a person i'm not equipped to save the world or whatever it's just like complete opposites and completely different personalities yeah because people were like cora's so abrasive she's not like ang okay because she's she's not ang not ang she's not ang my thing is though people love hyping up kiyoshi but Exactly. Um, Cora is Kiyoshi. Exactly. And and see, that's the point. It's like, yo, if y'all actually at least read up a little bit on Kiyoshi's backstory, you think Cora has something to deal with? Kiyoshi Mm. had a rough Kiyoshi had it hard, okay? Yes. Kiyoshi, the the waterbender one, what was his name? Um, Uh, Kuruk. It's K-U-R-K. Yeah, Kuruk. He had it hard because he, like, died at a super young age because he was dumb and he lost his wife. I would love to see that in the like animation, by the way. Like him, him fighting right. Cole, that, would, that like, would be great to see. Every avatar has a different story. And people were so caught up on Aang's story that they were just like, oh, well, this isn't what we're used to. No, it's not. And yet, like, I, I, like people hate on season two of Korra a lot. I personally don't hate it. Like, everyone I don't hate like, it either. I, I, I understand the behind the scenes issues of why season two was the way it was. Right. Yeah. Because exactly. there, there was a lot me, going on with the different seasons. Because, like, wasn't it just supposed to be one? Yes. Yes. And it then was they supposed to be one. It was supposed to be one, going, going, but going. then they were like, I'm going to come back. They create the show. With, uh, Nickelodeon was like, What are you doing? Come back. Make season two. They right. quickly rushed to make season two, thinking that they weren't going to have a season three. And then the creators like, oh, what are you doing? Come back, make season three. They had, yeah. they had such yeah. little time. Right. Yeah, and the, reason, and the reason why they had such little time was because they were working on a 90-minute TV movie based off of The Search. Right. Yes. Finding right. Zuko's mom. And Nickelodeon's exactly. like, no, no, we'll just keep going with, with Cora, which is fine, which is fine. But the thing is, you guys didn't plan to do this from the jump. So, right. again, we could have another. So, okay, a similar scenario to this is with the DCEU, how mm. they wanted to rush and jump straight to Justice League with Zack Snyder. It's like, well, hold on. I, I want to establish Superman more and, you know, let other people establish other characters. Nope, you're going to do BVS. Fine. All right, I'll do BVS. All right, now do Justice League. Wait. Oh, so, what? Oh, 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 okay, so now you had this problem with the show creators um, dealing with Korra. And I can guarantee you if they had more time and actually had flesh this stuff out, I think that they would have been able to do so much more with the show. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the, like the, with it. The one, that, the one that really just pissed me off was in season four. You remember the clip show episode in which when Mako was discussing about everything that happened in the previous seasons? That probably- was such a filler episode and it was so annoying. Anyway, continue. No, see, yeah. There's a reason why that episode existed is because Nickelodeon didn't want to pay their animators any money and they wanted to fire them. And then Mike and Brian was like, please do not, lo- let, do not let us lose our workers. And they're like, well, you have two choices, either let them go or create a filler episode. And they chose that. That's why it exists. That's freaking terrible. I that, know, know. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of hate if this gets popular for what I'm about <laughs> to say. Okay. I know I'm going to get hate. But in all honesty, in my opinion, again, my opinion, Emphasize. Legend of Korra is way better than Avatar. 
I, I can see that. Sure. I can I can understand where you're coming from. Not yeah, I, I I can I can understand it. But the thing is for me, and I'll make this quick. Cora didn't have the time that last Air, Airbender did to flush things out. I believe yeah. if it did, it would have definitely, hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, been the better show. 100%. Yeah. See, 100%. My thinking with this is, as you guys all know, viewers, again, if this gets popular, you don't. I love anime. With Legend of Korra... She loves anime she, a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, them having the four different um, villains four different arcs beautiful it helped her character development yes. again with the avatar mm. last airbender there was character development but um aman um yeah. zahir zahir was and, a dude um, he was that there's a here is that he was that dude okay yeah he was, he was, um, he was that dude. kubira and Kavira, like, bro, they so all accepted her will to be the avatar. Like, they, like, Korra's whole mindset, like I said earlier, was, I'm the avatar. I have to be the avatar. They all attest that. Yeah. Amon took away her banding. Mm -hmm. uh, Zaheer took away her sanity, basically. Yes. 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 Like, with the, like, she was seeing Zaheer in her brain for years after the whole event. Yep. Who was the season two villain? Oh, um, that was, that was, yeah, Korra's uncle. Unula, yeah. he, he took away the avatar, basically. Yes, and see, now see, Andrew, hold, hold that thought. I think if they had time to really flush this show out, like four seasons out, I think season two would have been the last season for that series. Because doesn't season that make two sense? Was season two was supposed, well, season one was supposed to be the only season. Right. So, Zaire literally took away her, like, took away everything from her. Gave her PTSD. Like yep. she could not bend anymore. She was too afraid to bend to yep. defend herself to protect like everything. This boy said, like, <laughs> cannot curse. Anyway. Right. And then Kavira, she was like, she wasn't a strong villain, but she really tested her also mentally. Yeah. I, I yeah. think Kavira is a very interesting villain because. Yeah. You see, the Avatar was gone for four years, and yep. it was at the point in which, like, is the Avatar even relevant in our day and age? Because exactly. we don't need a hero. We can defend ourselves. You know, yeah, I'm, right, here, exactly. I'm here, I'm here serving, I'm here serving, you know, the, uh, food for the hungry. I'm here right. protecting the Earth Kingdom. Right. I'm here making sure that everybody is safe, both benders and non-benders. Right, Do we exactly. even need the Avatar anymore? I think I even said this when we did our Avatar podcast a few months ago, that with Aang, Aang was the peacekeeper. The world needed a hero. Yes. Korra was the hero, but everybody yes. needed a peacekeeper. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. having Each. the next avatar be like the complete opposite, opposite. of Aang, I What's think perfect? that's what turned so no. many fans off, off. from if Korra. You, but if you think about it, all the avatars are the thing that the world does not need, and they need to learn to be the thing that the world needs. Like, Guan, exactly. he was a villain who needed to be a hero. Um, I, there's a post about this on Instagram that's, I saved. I want to go to it, but I feel like something's going to happen again. And I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. But I, I get what you're saying, because uh, yeah. you know, Roku, for example, I mean... Yes, Roku. Oh, Roku. Roku, during Roku's time, they needed a Kiyoshi. But yes. Roku was not that Kiyoshi, and he realized that too late. 
too late. Exactly. And and Oof. the thing is, I mean, let's 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 be real. And when we meet him from season one until season three, I think he wouldn't have known how to overcome some of the villains that Core did. Mm-mm. He, oh, would not he would not have known. He would not have. And I and I'm one of those that do like Last Airbender more, but that's because of the time that they had to flush things out. Like I said, yeah. if Cora had that same time, I would more than likely like Cora more. But yep. the thing is, Cora had so much to deal with. That's so what much I keep saying. Cora had so much. She had so many things stripped from her. She Aang had one major event to deal with. Being Sozin's Sel- comet yeah. and the Fire Lord taking over the world. Korra had a life-altering event every single season that messed with her ideology, that messed yep. with her her as a person, and Aang would not have been able to handle that. And one thing that I noticed when I was watching Korra was that Korra had multiple run-ins with these bad guys. Yeah, right? it wasn't just like a one-time showdown. Right. They fought multiple times, yeah. Like, she had to go back and forth with them. I think because Aang, Aang was so young and he had no formal Avatar training, he, like, after that one fight with, like, Amon and losing his Bembe, he probably would have just, like, been Freeze. done. His confidence would have been shattered forever. He just wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, go. Okay, <laughs> so... I'm going to quickly read this post. Hopefully, I do not go away. All right, it says, since the very first episode, Korra's entire self-identity has, re- uh, has revolved around her role as the Avatar. She grew up isolated from her own culture, kept in a white lotus compound, being told by everyone that being the Avatar and keeping balance in the world was her sole reason for existing. Mm-hmm. Every major threat she, threat she has encountered so far has been a threat to that identity. Amon threatens to take away her bending and her ability to act as an avatar. Unlock Splash Shavatsu succeeded in destroying Korra's connection to her past lives, and Zaheer nearly succeeded in destroying the avatar cycle. All these conflicts, especially Zaheer, I mean, Zaheer especially, have left Korra wondering whether the world really needs or wants an avatar anymore. It's caused her to question her entire reason for existing. Mm-hmm. Now here she is, crippled, broken, traumatized, not knowing whether she'll be able to fight again, questioning her entire reason for existing, and here comes her respected mentor coming in and telling her, don't worry, my people will maintain peace and balance. We don't need you to do anything except feel better, which only succeeded in confirming her deepest fears. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that, that shows the complexities of where the creators wanted to go with her with her character, but they just I had so many loops. If they didn't have so many hoops to jump through, this would have hands down been the better series. And, and and that's not a knock to Dave Filoni or any other people that worked on the first series. But you this is what you call real character development, even character deconstruction in many instances. And for some reason I I guess I guess that's what fans don't like. I mean, it's not that they don't like it; it's just that they weren't expecting it. Well, see, I mean, well, okay, I get what you're saying, but the the hesitation that I do have is what we saw with Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. People were pissed that he did what he did in that film. And I'm like, well, this it's it's character deconstruction. We're seeing Luke at his lowest point. 
you know. Yeah, and because but they, they didn't expect Luke to be that way. They expected him to be the hero as he was shown in the trilogy. And that's the problem that people had with it. I think with Korra, they, they expected her to be happy-go-lucky like Aang. It's like, no, she's a whole yeah. different person. She's a whole right. different person. Yeah. A different person, a whole different world. Like, Republic yes. City could not have existed in Aang's time. Absolutely no. not. I mean, no. technically it did, but you know. I mean, oh, I mean, no. Bossing Say was advanced, but it wasn't as advanced as Republic City. I mean, exactly. This is a whole different world that we're living in. Aang does not, Aang would not have been effective, as effective in this world as Korra was, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's Korra kind of like the equivalent like of, action. yeah, it's like the equivalent of, you know, somebody who is like really kind in a world that's filled with, you know, cynicism. It's like that kind right. of stuff is considered to be archaic. You know, you need to be able to, you know, live with the times and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like, imagine, imagine someone like Aang being like president of America in 2020. Like that just can't work. No, you, you Versus, can't have like, a you can't have another Jimmy Carter. Right. You need someone like oh, strong, abrasive, not afraid to like make the tough decisions. So it Aang was fine when you guys when you guys <laughs> when they were in like the four nations and like things were different and quieter and just not more peaceful because there was like a war going on. But you know, just like different versus you're in this hustling, bustling city where if anyone has ever been to a city, like people will hit you with their car and nothing twice. Like yeah. that's the type of world. And, and here's another. And here's a thing. In. And here's a thing that I feel personally that fans of Naruto and Naruto Shippuden completely missed the point when it came to Boruto. And for those, no, they really did. The conversation because I have no idea what y'all talking about. Okay, they okay. really did. Okay, so this is something that maybe Malia would understand. So yeah, uh, for, okay, for, so keep it short. Naruto is a series uh, that came out in two thousand three. It's about a it's about a group of ninjas who live in this ninja village, and the whole point is that you know they're trying to you know do their missions. They're trying to protect their village from a whole bunch of trouble. It, anyway, I'm going into like the last arc. The last arc, there was a huge war. There was right, a huge right. war that happened, and a lot of people died, and a lot My of favorite people, arc. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it, it's one of the things that I find Shippuden to be at least somewhat tolerable. Anyway, but at least when it comes it. I, when the with the anime, the manga is fine. I'm talking about like the whole filler arc that they, that Shippuden. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Shippuden sucks with the fillers, bro. Yeah, I'm talking about the manga's the, the, the manga's better. I'll just let you know that. Anyway, so okay. th there was a huge war that happened. A huge war that heavily affected the entirety of all of the villages across the world. A lot of people mm. died. A lot of people, um, you came know, back to life. Yeah, a lot of people came back to life and then they died again. Yep. And it, it's anyway. Lo long story short is that there was a huge war that happened that you know, finally, you know, it's been at peace. And so Boruto is the continuation of it where everybody's in peace. The whole world has drastically changed into the future. And, you know, the younger generation don't understand why, you know, they need to be ninjas anymore because they live in a world of peace and training. Right, 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 right. And so a lot of people were kind of upset with that. It's like, you know, oh, they're not badass. Like in the original, Boruto is so annoying, all that kind of stuff. I know, I know you don't know. <laughs> Okay, let's just put it this example. No, I, I get what you're saying, though. That was just okay, let's just, let's just put in this example. Okay, so the 100-year war with Aang and Katara and Sokka going up against the Fire Nation. The, and let's just say 70 years later, we have Korra. 
and the entirety is completely different. Everybody acts differently. I mean, you know, let's just be honest. I mean, the world changes in 70 years. I mean, you go from ancient Asia all the way up into 1920s America. I mean, right, pretty much. Right, in the span of 70 years. That was crazy. Yeah, imagine another 70, 80 years. What are we going to have like a like, cyberpunk in flying the- cars? I don't know, right? <laughs> That, that's actually John. what I want in a sequel series, though. Like, if they go one after Korra, I want flying cars. I want them now. And, and it's like, oh, we've, 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 we've discovered a digital frontier where, we, you know, you could bring your bending into the digital world. And you that kind of sounds, the... that sounds a lot like Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains. You know what that yeah. sounds like to me, Ian? That sounds like Tron. Yeah, that's why I said it. See, they see, they're like, they get a Tron hybrid avatar who no. knows what they would do another but podcast I, topic tron need that anyway continue yeah okay i'll put that on the list <laughs> yeah it's very uh, a vastly underrated franchise yeah but, i um, mean you know i have seen the original tron uh i yeah, haven't here. i haven't seen tron legacy loved tron uprising oh uprising was great Up- uprising is incredible but not to like derail the conversation any further but give legacy a try like it, people have mixed opinions on it i love it the atmosphere is amazing yeah the music the music daft punk oh, killed my goodness daft punk really dropped that on us and vanished um but yeah give give tron legacy a try i it's my favorite movie of all time okay so, wow. well uh, uh, again again future podcast yes. anyway so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I hope that they don't do for this uh, Netflix series, and I, they sadly have done this for a lot of um, Amer- American adaptations of anime, is that mm. they would cast American actors to play as these characters. Please don't do that. I hope they don't. I mean, hey, Netflix, Death Note. Netflix, if, you, if you're watching Netflix, <laughs> Katara, Sokka, anybody of, like that was do not they were POC. I don't can't remember. Anyone exactly who was darker skinned. Anybody who was darker skinned better play it and better not be no white little boy. Because he's <laughs> not white. That man is Asian. Same with also, Zuko, Iroh, um, Missoula, Ozai. Everybody in that show was Asian, not white. Asian. Okay, Get also Netflix. White. If you're watching this, I know you're not. But if you are, um, Please don't make the good guys white and the bad guys brown. Don't do that. Please, no, because that don't really that. gives us. Yeah, yeah, um, no, that 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 would that would piss me off. That would that would um, me off. that blew me. That no. gives us all bad raps. That, that we already have me. bad raps because of media. Yeah, that would, that would that would that would piss me off if they did like, that. It, it would have been different because I think um, I forgot the name of the actor who played Zuko. I um, think Dave, Dave, Dave Patel. Patel. Yeah, Dave yeah. Patel. I think that he did a serviceable job with what he was given. He was yeah. definitely like a brighter spot in the show. That being said, it would have been better, again, if there was more diversity in the acting because they really just sat there and was like, good versus evil is white versus brown. Pretty much. That's yeah. literally what they literally. did. The three main characters are white. They are Caucasian. The whole... The whole, both water tribes were white. With If you even have glanced at the show, you know that the southern and northern water tribe were both, they're brown-skinned people. They're Inuit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Inuit. Inuit. Right. If any, right. 
And the Fire Nation, they were like lighter skinned Asians. They're Japanese. And, yeah, right. they're, they're Japanese and the Earth Kingdom's Chinese. Yeah, and the yeah. Air Nomads, uh, the Air Nomads are kind of like Hindu, I think. Hindu slash yeah. Buddhist monks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you guys like slash. He almost um, M Night Shyamalan. He just straight up was like, "All right, good versus evil, black versus white, let's go," and just kind of expected us to roll with it. Get that notion in media, and when I tell you, when we get out there, when we graduate from said school, from said school. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Uh, that was so funny to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, guys, I, I am. I'm. Oh, sorry, sign away. Go I, ahead, go ahead. Okay, I just want to wrap things up. Um, here's the thing. Okay. I, we, we before we started recording this, we were talking about the 2019 Lion King movie. Mm. And, oh yeah, we were. Yeah, and the sad thing is that you know it's one of the highest grossing movies of all time. And one of the reasons why I, I know it's sickening, I know. Sickening. Uh, I hope my fa- I hope we were showing faces in this podcast because my face <laughs> said it all. <laughs> anyway, but I wanted to bring up a point. It's that unfortunately in our so- in our American society, they do not take animation very seriously. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that will watch something that's live action based off of a cartoon because they will not tolerate animation. Like, um, Ian, yeah. Malia, you, you, you already know this, but back in last January, we were working on this project for ABC, and one of the guys yeah. who was the producers, we were talking about the Lion King movie, and he was saying that I prefer the live-action version over the animated version, because with the live-action version, I can actually right. take it seriously. And I'm afraid that, you right. know, the whole thing coming out on Netflix, and a lot of people having Netflix accounts, it's like, you know, I can actually take the show seriously because it's live-action and not animated, which right. is really, really right. sexy. No, I, I understand the mindset. I'm not saying your mindset is wrong. I'm not saying your opinion is wrong. Sure. But no, no, not you, Patricia. But no, like no, no, I'm just, I'm, no, I'm just agreeing no. with your statement. Um, but people who think that anything that's animated is kid-related, do you have to open up your mind a little bit more? You can't be as right. closed-minded because right. a lot of animated shows are really good it's for adults. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, that adult humor. Humor. It can just be, like, it's chill. Like, well, for example, Pipo, right. Shira, um, Steven Universe. Well, well see, Wait. okay, you're right, Malia. The problem is, with those shows, the reason why there are continuations or remakes is because of the fans from said era that liked those shows. So, with okay, again, I can use this franchise because it's one of the most popular franchises, Star Wars. When the, when the Clone Wars movie and show came out, a lot of other fans were like, what is George Lucas doing? No, don't give us something animated. If you're going to give us something on Star Wars, let it be live action. Turns out he did the right thing because he was able to tell certain stories that he wouldn't be able to tell on television unless it was animated. So, for the sake of storytelling, some things you might have to do animated. And I think at the end of the day, Malia, you're right. You're, 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 you're not wrong. But with Patricia's example, the older generations, they see animation as strictly kids' programs. Like Mickey Mouse, Looney Tunes, stuff like that. They say, oh, that's strictly for kids. Anything animated, they think, is 
is for kids. And Patricia, I'm glad you brought that up because at the end of the day, people miss out on great storytelling if it's animated. And when it becomes live action, you're going to miss certain elements from said animated show once it translates into live action. This is something that I learned in high school, like my freshman year of high school. I had one of the greatest English teachers of all time, Mr. Plank. And he told, he was showing us this old cartoon in class, like this 40s cartoon, right? And originally, not many people know, but cartoons were not meant for kids. Right. They were it just, it was just, yeah, you know, they for, you know, just people, for adults or whatever. Right. And because kids became so, like, they were drawn in by the art style, by the colors, to them it kind of resembled like a drawing or something. Yeah. So that's when cartoons be, like, they started making cartoons for kids. And kid, cartoons of kids became like associated, right? And then yeah. you have like whole channel, like Cartoon Network, you have channels dedicated to cartoons and they're for kids. So that like cartoons have the stigma of like being associated with children, which is not necessarily bad, right? That, like, it's not bad. No. At this point, cartoons are like children are the main market for cartoons. However, you can make a cartoon that can appeal to everybody, like Malia said. Um, Voltron is yes. a great show for kids and adults. I've watched the whole thing like four times. I regret nothing. I blew through Shira in like two weeks over the summer. By like, the way, we should do a podcast about Shira. I'm so adding that to the list. I blew right, through yeah. Shira. I have to watch that because it's I, so good. I watched some of the '80s show, which I did like, but I have to watch the new one. So please, the remake is so much better. So much better. So much better. All right, all right. Have... I will. I will take y'all's word for it because Patricia knows I'm an '80s fan. I mean, I'm a '90s baby, but I love the '80s material. Okay, but did you like? Did you like '80s Voltron over New Voltron? I uh, slightly yes, maybe because it's nostalgia. But I will say, I will say the newer one is more complex in, in certain areas. I will right. say that. So the it's the same with you. The okay. plot line for um, remake so much better than original. And so you much. should know exactly why I'm saying I that. know why you're saying you, that. Maria, <laughs> yes, we know. We exactly know. what she's saying. We know. But I mean, but, and, and, and see, that's that's not a problem for me. I have no problem watching it. It's just, I'm I'm just cautious about any kind of 80s remake, period. It's a great remake. No, it's like, it's a great reboot, it's, remake, whatever. It's so Trust good. me, Noelle Stevenson did her thing. <laughs> like, bro. She even voiced char- she even voiced one of her characters. That's dope. See, that's dope. And that's that's the thing. Like, you have these shows that when you look at like, I looked at Shira when it first came out, and I'm thinking it's a kid show, you know, flashy princesses, hearts. Oh my goodness! But these shows have these complex characters and stories that trans like they transcend just being for kids like they are for everybody like you won't Mm. if you won't find necessarily an adult-centered cartoon but you also won't have an adult sent adult-centered show anymore per se like Mm. you can't name a show that like the creators like this was meant for adults like unless it's just like Seemingly disgusting. That's the right? thing. You see, in our society, in our American society, in order for you to be qualified as an adult cartoon, you either have to be really disgusting or filled with swear words. Exactly. Not, not in Europe. 
not in Asia. I mean, sure, Asia, okay, fair enough. I mean, they do have their yeah. they yeah. have their fan yeah. service, yeah. But depending yeah. on where you are in Asia, yeah. Sure. But for the most part, they treat their audiences very seriously. I mean, if you see mm-hmm. like, you know, Irish movies, I mean, if you've seen The Secret of Kells or if French movies, if you've seen The Triples of Belleville or New Zealand, if you've seen Mary and Max or uh, you know, again in France, Persepolis, which takes place during the um, Iranian War in the seventies. Like those are mm-hmm. serious movies. The Breadwinner is a very harsh movie, taking place mm-hmm. around Afghanistan. Like right, right. those, and you know, and, you know, going into Japan again. Like the Studio Ghibli films. Oh yes, yes. yes. And those <laughs> films are very diverse. Exactly. Very diverse. You, you know, they treat their audiences very seriously. They don't just say, oh, this is for kids. This is for adults. It's like, no, this is for everyone. Right. Yeah. And in and America, it's like to be an adult TV show, like you said, you just have to be so disgusting. Like, like Family Guy is just one of those shows, like, you can't watch that as a kid because they have so many jokes and no, South references Park. and stuff. South, yeah, Park South Park is on a whole different level. South, South Park, I don't know. Playing South Park too. That is. Mm-hmm. I do so not I pointed like down because Malia is like below me on my screen. I don't know where she is for y'all, but yeah, like <laughs> adult cartoons and adult shows in America are just defined by we tell jokes that twelve-year-olds aren't supposed to say, and yeah. I think like we really got to move past that because you have all of these shows, live-action, cartoon, whatever, that are so good, have great stories have great morals and just like a great story to tell in general right that people just turn away because like oh that looks like it's for kids oh that's this oh that's that now on the flip side to that though with this new avatar series or with this avatar live action series one thing i do think netflix will still do i think we were going to see a different element brought to this world than what we saw animated which is the emphasis on live action action scenes you know like we will see wing chung we will see shaolin we will see all these different types of martial arts and different types of action scenes pop out and i think they are going to try to make it more a little mature if that makes sense like yeah i can see that i mean they did that for the castlevania series in which right very mature yeah i cannot get past that first episode i don't blame you wait is it like super violent or just what yes Okay. Ooh, I mean, it is vampires, you know. So, what, what, I, I, I also couldn't get past the first episode of Harley Quinn either. Okay. Oh, so, you, Harley Quinn is it's, such a good show, Patricia. That show, no, like, like, like the first five minutes, I'm like, what the heck is this? I have to watch it because, bro, I'm, I'm adding it to the, I'm adding it to the list. Please, Harley Quinn is one of the best things DC has ever put out. Bro, when I like, tell you... it's so funny. When I tell you I binge-watched that show... Yo, she's I, standing up and going in circles <laughs> about the show. I have to watch it now if Philly is doing that. You haven't I seen have it no yet? choice. I watched parts of the... Well, actually, Shock and I watched parts of, of the first episode. Cause I, I saw need you guys clip. to watch Catch up, catch up, catch up. Because I saw a clip on uh, Twitter where she takes the mallet and just just cracks the guy in his um what's, what's the what's the bone? In his head? No 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 it's like in his leg but like, like in his like shin and like 
yeah, she 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 takes the mallet and just cracks this guy in his exactly shin. I know exactly what senior. I was like, yo, what? I'm like, what? 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 I'm like, what is this? I'm like, yo, what? All you know, all violence I need you guys to aside, it's just such a like. It is funny. It is like they break the fourth wall in amazing ways so many times. They like every character is just like reimagined to be not as serious because the whole world is just not as serious as. Bro, DC. how they did my boy uh, Gordon? Gordon, poor Gordon. <laughs> I, I, no spoilers, no. Okay, okay. No well, let's just let's just wrap things up. So Y'all gotta watch it. That is going to be on, on one of the podcasts, though, right, Patricia? Y'all have I, to I, watch I, I, got, it. I got it on the list. Cool. <laughs> okay, I can sit back down now. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's let's just wrap things up. So, okay, we don't know what the Netflix series is going to be about. We mm. are, I mean, th- like we said before, this was literally announced yesterday. So, I mean, most likely they're not going to do any filming because of COVID-19. And so we probably maybe hear something about it either late this year or early next year. Right. So all, we, all we're going to say is, is that, yes, we are very heavily disappointed. And yes, we wish that the creators would come back because, you know, they're the ones who've held responsible for it. But we're not going to say anything bad about, you know, oh, this is going to be like a dumpster fire immediately. We're going to wait until we right, see exactly. the trailer. We're going to wait until we see some more news announcements about this. And then maybe we'll give our full opinion about it. So yeah, I'm just yeah. going to leave it as that. I, I agree with Patricia wholeheartedly. I just hope that they don't take away from the principle, like we said earlier, and they don't try to take away from character development because that was very crucial for the older characters like uncle iroh for um who was like seeing rope yeah, yes um especially zuko's especially Sokka. people sleep on his character development yes Man, Man, Sokka? they do like they do. Sokka's character development beautiful yes. um and it's just like I hope that they don't take away from that or change, like really like Andrew said earlier, I hope they don't change a small detail because even the smallest detail can change the whole character from being what they were at the, yes. by the end of the show. I think that, I, so of course, being the Avatar fan that I am, I genuinely hope that it is good, creator or not. But I'm like, I'm worried about what direction they're going to take the characters in, what creative difference involved that caused the original showrunners to leave. And like, overall, I'm just worried because like Ian said at the very beginning, we have been burned before. We are still recovering from the trauma of 2010. So I, I want it to be good. And I don't think that Netflix would make anything bad on its own. Definitely. As a standalone, I have no doubt that this show will be good. But as Avatar, there is room for Netflix to butcher the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, like, like Patricia said, I hope the show goes well. I legitimately Insane. hope that we have something that we can talk about for years and years and years to come. But I think that the show, the live action show's legacy will forever be marred by the creators leaving. By Netflix yeah. deciding the care the by the creators deciding Netflix isn't honoring what we had in mind and left, but I still hope it'll be something that I will binge in three nights and regret nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah, that that would be lovely. <laughs> yes. Um, 
I agree with all of you. I really do hope this show is a hit. You know, I, I would love for it to be a hit. And I think even the creators would love that as well. Like, okay, it might not be what, what we had envisioned, but you, you still did a good job with this show. These are our, you know, this is our property. These are our characters. And even with a different spin, you guys did, did a good job. I hope that is the outcome. What do I think is going to happen? I'm going to hold off on that. I will say I think the show is going to take a more mature turn. Not not anything drastic, but I think it'll be a little darker. And to be honest, I even as a kid, while I love Avatar, I kind of wish there were moments when the show got a little darker than it did. As a as we're all you know hopeful creatives, I, I just think about how artists have been burned before, mm-hmm. and I hope Netflix, even though they have a difference in creative opinions, I hope they can at least respect the property enough to try to put out a great quality of a yeah. of a production. So that's my hope for this yeah, show. For sure. <laughs> Update. So we literally just finished recording this episode and literally like the moment that I was just finishing editing this, a news article popped up saying, hey, there was actually a reason why Michael DiMartino and Brian Konetsko left. So, well, damn. Okay. So those who don't know, and uh, you know, like I said, this news just literally just happened as of the recording of this podcast you know, yesterday, because we're idiots, and we didn't, you know, double check our research, like we should have. <laughs> so, I thought you scabbed for our lives. I know, uh, right? Like, we were just living our lives. It's like, oh, um, you know, we were just like, oh, we were just gonna, like, do this, and everything will be a-okay, no biggie. So, no, of course not. Literally, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konetsko, we're talking on a on an um on a website called Fandom Wire as to why they decided to leave. So mm-hmm. let's cut off. Let's talk about the three major issues. Uh, number one, budget. The creators wanted a bigger budget. This one is the least surprising since it's a, it's a common request for any showrunner. Filmmakers always want to make more money properly building their vision, but Netflix felt it was already spending as much as they believed they needed to pull off the series. So, yeah. I understand a little bit where Netflix is coming from. Like, okay. But at the same time, you cannot tell the creator of the show this is your budget because you don't really, because Netflix themselves don't really know what, what it takes. Like, for the show, like all the special effects that goes into the show and everything, especially for live action. We're like for the air note for Aang and his airbending, we don't see the air. Like the only people don't see the airbending. Only reason why we see it is because it was drawn. I mean, I hear you, Malia, but my thing is okay, this is what we have to realize. This will be the creator's first live action project that they're doing, you know, or I guess that they were doing sadly. And while they're still trying to learn, okay, like for example, Dave Filoni, George Lucas had Dave learn how to actually how to do actual film shots for Clone Wars. He actually had to teach him certain filming techniques. And I think Netflix and certain like producers or certain people probably had to work with the creators to like teach them certain things. 
every creative is going to ask for a bigger budget. I mean, that that's just what you're going to do. But with the show of the magnitude, like putting Last Airbender in live action, um, as a studio, like especially with Netflix, and they've been kind of pushing the envelope with like budget with shows like The Witcher and Umbrella Academy, things like that. that that's going to be very hard to do with whatever kind of budget, regardless. Um, yeah, that, that's just my two cents on that. So I hear you, but it's it's not as easy for the creators to just kind of say, hey, this, this is what we need because they have the lack of experience against them. Yeah, of course. And, you know, and when it comes to the effects, you have to understand that it's not just the effects of the bending. There's also travel costs. If they want to go over to these locations, like the locations of the Air Nomads and the locations of the Fire Nation and, you know, building sets for Bossing Say and all these places, it's going to get expensive. Right. And then right. there's also then there's also costumes. There's also um, you know there's also the cost of um, you know all the the effects with the bending, of course. Then you know yes. there's, I mean everything was probably going to be piling up to the point in which like Netflix was saying, okay, this is pushing it way too far. You have to understand that we're Netflix. We're not a big budget Hollywood production. You know it, it's it's getting too far, but. I mean, even then, like, you have to admit that, you know, all that kind of stuff would have been, for the most part, worth it. Because, let's be honest, I mean, you know, even with everything being animation, Avatar is, you know, like, a gorgeous show that relies on its world building. And its world building is going to fall apart if it looks like crap. Right. Right. (sighs) Okay, let's get over to the next thing. And this is something that we've actually was worried about when we first recorded this. So... The principles of the show? Diversity. Principles of the show. Yeah. I'm upset. They said, I'm I'm sorry if I offend anybody, especially if this gets popular once again. But I'm upset to try to get white people on this show. I'm sorry, but there's no white people in Avatar. No. None. I I, I feared that this was going to happen. I even mentioned it in my original recording that they're probably going to Americanize it. And guess what? They're most likely going to Americanize it. Which, I mean, but the thing is, Netflix had a show called Marco Polo, which was a majority Asian cast, you know, and yet there were a few white people because of the Italian explorer, Marco Polo, and like his father and uncle and all that kind of stuff. But they showed that it could work with a majority Asian cast. So just take this next step with an all Asian cast, all Asian slash indigenous cast. Make it authentic. Yes, it's a make-believe world. It's not real, but make it feel real. Make it feel authentic. It's, I don't. I I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, what was that one movie that Matt Damon was in? The Great Wall. I didn't even go see that because I'm like, so here we go. And no, no offense to anybody, but we have a white guy here that's gonna tell China how to defeat these quote-unquote monsters. And that building a great wall is not going to be enough. Like I'm, I'm tired of this. That's really dumb. It, it yeah. sounds like the last samurai. If you try to put some fantasy elements. Yeah, I promise you, if they try to put some white savior bullcrap in this show, I'm, I'm going to be pissed. There is no white savior. It's, it's literally a bunch of kids and my. Oh, I don't know if you want to 
I don't know if this is the next issue or not. Oh, yes, it is. It's, this it is, is the, the is. final issue, yes. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about it just yet. We're just going to just deal in diversity. That way we can just get... But no! Diverse... It's a. It's an Asian... Um, crap. Can I do my words together? I'm so upset about this! Yeah, I mean, first of all, like we did, in, uh, like we were, we just mentioned that, you know, people from the northern and southern water tribe are Inuit. People right. from the Fire Nation are Japanese. People from the Earth Kingdom are Chinese, and right. people from the Air Nomads are well, they're Hindu mixed with Muslim and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. so for the most part, it is a heavily influenced. Asian or Native American cast. So you're trying to say, oh, that's not going to fly. We need to whitewash our cast members so that it can be able to be easier to do. The last airbender did this with Sokka and Katara, and the fan base was not happy. They did this for Ghost in the Shell, where they casted, what, Scarlet? Yeah, yep. Fans were pissed. Yeah, I, and and see the thing is with Hollywood. Okay, this is kind of hypocritical to me. Not what we're saying, but what Hollywood does, and now including Netflix because we have all these specials on Bruce Lee and how like oh he he was great for cinema. He was a great action star. Yet during his time, he um, had a concept for a show called Kung Fu, and the studio picked it up and they gave it to some white guy. I'm sorry, and, what? And, and like. Yeah, yeah, they 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 gave it to to, to David Carradine or Carradine, I think that's his name. Yeah, David Carradine. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, so this man, I'm I'm supposed to believe that this man came from Asia and he's now in the West, um, or like the old West, and he's yeah. beating up all the people. So it's it's hypocritical. That was a problem back in the '60s, late '60s to early '70s. Now we still have that same problem. Yeah. I mean, even recently, and you know what? I'm kind of not surprised because even though this wasn't on Netflix, I don't know if any of you watched the um, Daredevil show that was on Netflix, or I guess it still is. But one of the Asian actors came out and said that they had a whole arc that was cut because one of the producers said nobody cares about seeing a couple of Chinese uh, people, and I'm paraphrasing like the quote, but they don't care about seeing a couple of Chinese people's side story. And I'm like, we we still have this problem now, but yet you want to preach diversity and inclusion, but yet you can't give people an a a, a accurate castly or an accurately casted show. You know that that doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. It's not that hard. It's going to sell. You have a fan base ready for your product. You don't have to make the pitch. We were all sold. And yet you do this. And even, you know, when IndieWire interviewed Mike and Brian back in 2018 about this live action series, they made a promise that they would not whitewash the cast. They want to cast diversity, uh, diverse actors and actresses for this series. But now that they're gone because of this reason, it just goes to show you about that, you know, even as a progressive place like Netflix can be kind of scummy when it comes to their casting. Yeah. I'm just really tired of seeing white protagonists. It's it's getting old. It's been old, but really, it's like, come on. This is a really Asian show. It's like taking a K-drama, a Korean drama, if you guys don't know what that is, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and making it white into a soap opera. 
that that won't work. That is literally what they're doing. Okay, let's let's yeah, yeah, let, yeah. let's let's round this up because this the last one infuriates me. The tone. Okay, so the biggest reason why they left the you know the the project was because they wanted to age up Aang, Katara, Sokka, and Zuko so they can add in more violence, more sex, and more blood. I'm sorry, but Avatar The Last Airbender literally shows Aang's character development from a 12-year-old boy to a, how old is he at the end of the series? Well, 13, probably. Yeah, 13, about, yeah. Yeah, should be about 13. And, like, he matures so much, but the whole joke, not really joke, but the whole plot of the show is saying he is 12. He's a kid. The reason why they got top as an air, I mean, air, lol, um, Earthbender is because they literally said, oh, I can't go find an Earthmaster. Let me go to a, um, a wrestling match to go find somebody. That's such a, that is such a 12-year-old thing to say. That's such a 12, that's such a 12, 14, 15-year-old to say. Right. And I, I made a comment last night when we recorded the previous episode. I don't mind them going a little bit darker, but this is too much for me. Like, I don't want Avatar meet a Game of Thrones type of vibe. We don't need that. That, that's the, need that, that. is exactly what they wanted. They yeah. wanted Avatar meets Game of Thrones. But here's the thing, right. and I'm just going to flat out and say this. Go ahead, go ahead. The whole thing about, like, oh, you know, extra violence and blood and sex to generate towards a massive audience, I think has already been done to death at this point. I mean, right. everybody was so disappointed about season eight and The Walking Dead has already dragged itself to the ground in which nobody can take it seriously anymore. And then, oh, there's, no. and then uh, there's The Last of Us Part Two, which has gotten mixed to negative reviews because- Oh, wow. Like, yeah, because apparently from what I've heard, and I haven't played the game, but- Same here. I've heard that, you know, people, you know, said that, you know, it was like way too overbearing with the darkness and I, and some other, you know, gameplay and story stuff, but that's neither here or there. The point is, is that I think that, you know, with everything that we're going through right now in this pandemic, I think that having such a dark brooding thing just for the sake of a dark brooding thing is not needed in our society at this moment. Nice. Yeah. I just want to say and you're right, Patricia, because Avatar doesn't need to be dark. Like, there were moments when I thought certain things should have been slightly darker, but it doesn't need to be dark. Even a game like The Last of Us is a zombie apocalypse, to my understanding. That's going to get pretty dark. Sure. That makes sense to me. I mean, whether people, like, perceive it or not, like, I guess Game of Thrones was a dark show, you know, with a lot going on. I guess that could be a whole different episode in itself season eight like as we look back on the series but with avatar you don't need to be overly dark i mean like okay for example let's say that this show still had the creators attached and we look in the future like what eight years down the road and however many seasons that this show has it was a huge success it was loved from first episode to last if they want to go and do a core series we know that's going to get darker in itself because of what she has to deal with Exactly. So you want to no, go from dark, you want to go from dark to black, you want to go from brooding to like, you know, <laughs> going to the shadows just so you can get some sunlight. Right, you know, so it's, to me, it's like, no, let these kids overcome these obstacles. I, I think 
again, yes, okay, I, I know you guys are like, Ian, stop bringing up George Lucas, but that's what George was attracted to Dave because Dave and, you know, said people that worked on Avatar knew how to tell these stories about kids who could overcome great odds. And that's why he picked them for the Clone Wars. And that's what made the show so big. Okay, these kids are fighting grown adults. They're outsmarting grown adults. They're besting grown adults. And it's believable, mm-hmm. you know? Like, with Netflix, you okay, if you want to make them, okay, what, Aang was 12 and what, like, Atara and, well, she was, what, 13, 14, and Isaku was, like, 15, something like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, okay, if you, like, up their age, like, like one or two years, maybe, that's fine, but don't make it to where, like, I don't, okay, first of all, I don't know what they plan to do with Aang. Aang is a nomad or an air nomad, a.k.a., like, a Buddhist monk. I don't think he's worried about you know, adult things. Yeah, he's, like, he is not worried about not, violence. He is not worried about bloodshed. And he is definitely not worried about worried, Right, exactly. Like, he's right, taught he just, to let go of those things. Exactly. Aang was so afraid to, like, Aang did not want to kill Ozai at all. He didn't exactly. want blood. He didn't want violence. He didn't want any of that. So why are you adding that to a show? I you can understand what, if they added to Korra itself, because that's what the, Korra literally would have been like, if she had to go against Ozai, cannot curse. Um, he would have been dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she would have done what Zaheer did to the Earth Queen. Facts. Yep. Facts. Yeah. But and on the other yeah. hand, it's like a field of flowers. Right. And and even with that, even okay, if you want to go dark, you could do a series on Avatar Kyoshi. That's a that would be really dark. Or right. Hannah's backstory. Yeah. You know, I, there's a lot you can do, or like even talk about things that the creators thought of, but really haven't shared with anybody. Like, okay, this will be something brand new. It's not going to be about Kyoshi. Da da da. This is going to be, or heck, have the uh, have like a time period before uh, Sokka and Katara find Aang, where like the Fire Nation is just wrecking havoc over over the rest of of like the world. That would be interesting to me. That's where you could go dark. Like this is not a this particular series in the Avatar world doesn't need to be dark. Like, for example, it wouldn't make sense to make a lighthearted Gotham show. You know, but... Unless it's Brave and the Bold. That's a different story. Well, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, to me, with HBO Max doing this new series based on uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman, about Gotham, and how it's going to be dark, like, okay, yes, that makes perfect sense, because Gotham is a dark place. It's a terrible place to live. I would never mm-hmm. live it. But with a show like this, one of the big themes is even though you're fighting up against so many odds and so many dark forces, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There are there are reasons to live. There are reasons to keep going. There are things to hope for, you know. And I and now I'm afraid that this show is going to take that away because of okay, we want more violence, we want more darker things, we want sex. I'm like, it doesn't have to be Game of Thrones. You have The Witcher for that. The Witcher is your answer to Game of Thrones. You don't need to do that with Avatar. No, you don't. <laughs> And and I I think you know they think that you know we won't be taking this seriously. I think that's probably why they're doing this. It's like, uh, oh, you know, we need to you know gravitate to the people who grew up with it, and we're just gonna age it up for them. This is the same thing that happened with Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy, when it came out in the '90s, it was a show that was you know, generally marketed for kids, but it went right. way past the point in which it was for adults. Then, yeah. about 10 years later, they decided to do an adult version. 
and it was like one of the worst things that you could ever see in which like they went too far only lasted for about six episodes they didn't even air the last three in america wow yeah see i watched the kid version of it when i was a kid and then i think late at night i was like oh when is tippy's on let me go watch it and it was the adult version and when i told you i was shook (laughs) i am so sorry yeah i didn't watch it i didn't i didn't even watch it you know and see but netflix should learn from this because two studios tried this with two like two series that okay whose cast is majority is majority asian i shouldn't say cast but characters one being dragon ball with 20th century fox doing dragon ball evolution that was a dumpster fire (laughs) i didn't see that like they made goku white the only Asian, or there's only two Asian people. And they I aged think. him. They aged yeah. him. Like yeah. in the original Dragon Ball, Goku was a little boy. He was like exactly. six or seven years old. Right. And they decided that, oh, we're going to make him into a high schooler. And we're going to make him like concerned about, oh, um, you know, I want to ask Chi Chi to the dance where that wasn't even the case at all. Like, Goku's not caring about that stuff. He's like, what's the dance? I'm just trying to fight, you know? Yeah, like, like all, that's all he cared about. Y'all, the only thing he cared about was fighting strong people and joining tournaments and food. That's it. Yeah. And, and and then obviously with, with Last Airbender now, I give Last Airbender some leeway because there was some diversity in the cast, but not as much as we would have liked. But I don't know. It's just they need to learn their lesson. I mean, heck, people are, okay, it's not as if they're trying something brand new like a brand new franchise and they're, and they're doing this. Yeah. It's a well-beloved franchise. Avatar is one of the most beloved show or animated shows in history. Mm-hmm. That's just fact. You keep it as authentic as possible. You you can only do well. I'm sorry. Like, I can't see this show not doing well if they just keep things authentic. Yeah, I can't see it not not doing well. I would be shocked. I'd be greatly shocked if it didn't do well with everything um, going well in a perfect world. Yeah. So. One of, go ahead. Um, one of my biggest fears now that they're talking about aging up the characters is getting like a, a twenty-year-old something to play these kids. When they really shouldn't, because then it really takes away from the whole aspect of them being children, of them being early teens or pre-early teens. Yeah, and I don't know, guys. I mean, just for me, I'm really disappointed because, again, like I said yesterday, Netflix has been pretty lenient and, you know, open with creative freedom for, like, directors, writers, and all that stuff. But now, I don't know if the... um, if the pressures of Hollywood or getting to Netflix, I don't know, but at the end of the day, just setting yourself up for failure, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, once again, just like how we ended it, we're going to just wait until it comes out, or maybe uh, even if we see a trailer, we're going to wait and see what happens. And then when the whole thing comes out, then we'll give our final thoughts. Yeah. I mean, and something that just came to my mind as well, even it is kind of hard to sell a show, especially live action. If it's a cartoon, it's easier to sell. 
But it, it's hard to, to sell a show of a kid, you know, overcoming great odds, like defeating a Fire Lord. But again, you have a proven property with the animated series. So why change that? Like, I would be more lenient if it was something brand new. Like, it was never been done before. But Sure, like if they focus on a different avatar. Right, but I don't know. I don't know either. All right, well, I guess that's the end of uh, the, the Branter broadcast. So if anybody wants to plug and promote their stuff, then go for it. Uh, mm. Follow me on uh, Instagram, Jabak, J-B-I-A-C, and then Jabak Productions. Again, J-B-I-A-C Productions. All in one word, no underscores. Jabak. Jabak. <laughs> um, follow me on Instagram underscore Andrew JM underscore. Um, th- there's really nothing else I got. Um, my cash app is Andrew JM 34. Oh, it's wait, my CU year. I need help. You yeah, wait, no, 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 hold on, hold on. If we throw in our cash apps, true. Jabak again, again, J B I A C. It's my senior year also. We're Debbie trying to get out of here. Debbie Ryan face. Not the diff. <laughs> All right, oh, wow. uh, and also um, follow him on Twitter on just in case. Oh yeah, um, man, what it's like underscore just in case underscore one. Yeah, it's some like nonsense. That. I had to make a new one. <laughs> I don't want to follow my Twitter anyway. It's a mess. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I realize where does this come from with all this stuff. Uh, oh man. Twitter. All right, what yeah. are you doing? Um, follow me on Twitter at ek underscore. Um, that, I know. Sorry, that's my Instagram. Yeah, All right, fine. Say, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll do Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at ek underscore freedom fighter, and uh, Twitter at unashamed rebel. Follow me there. I'm more so on Twitter than I am on anything else. But um, thank Twitter you guys. Twitter gang, Twitter gang, Twitter gang. Actually, thank you, Patricia, for putting this together. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Kudos to yes. you. This. I just. We, let's do this again. Let's run this back. Yeah, uh, let's, okay, we, we promise we promise you that we are not going to take 500 years to do the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> I miss doing this over the quarantine. Yeah, it's, no. it's basically just our random conversations that we have, except this time we're filming it. Yes. <laughs> Literally, this. We have, we have conversations like this a lot, guys. All the time. So, oh, yeah, and no 100 years in icebergs or anything like that, so no. we're fine. Yeah, we're, we're here good. now. Yeah, so um, if you want to follow me, um, facebook.com slash oldschoollane, uh, youtube.com slash oldschoollane. I'm at Twitter, patty underscore B underscore Miranda. You can listen to my podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Radio Public. Well, wait. <laughs> yes, yes. She came with the heat. With the heat. Patricia said, I got everything. He got the thing. He said, she like, hey. she said, man, you guys hurry up with your little measly uh, – let me step out real quick. Go ahead, said, I'm even going to name my MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a MySpace page since 2005. Wow. Mercy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, we, it's, it's been years. We have so many more topics because before we, we started recording, we talked about like 15 different things before we started <laughs> recording. <laughs> So no, but was like, I'm gonna just keep it rolling. Oh yeah, she left it rolling. <laughs> we got oh, topics for days, y'all. So yes. yeah, so, so I, I hope this makes up ready. for the fact that we haven't done anything in months. <laughs> yes. 
It does. But yeah, we'll, we'll be back much sooner. We'll we'll be discussing about what. Well, I mean, what, what we're going to be discussing about? I guess we'll fully discuss about Cora. Yeah. Yes, please, because Cora. your girl has a lot of facts, knowledge. Literally. I yeah, we really do have knowledge. We know why you have the knowledge. Yeah, yeah we know why you have knowledge. <laughs> we know why. We got Cora. We had Shira that we were talking about. We got maybe like I feel like we should throw video games in there, but I feel like that's just me and Ian. Uh, Harley Quinn, duh. Oh, oh, Um, also Steven Universe. Kipo, I need to watch Steven Universe. I haven't watched Steven Universe. Yeah, Kipo's good. Yeah, Kibo. I need to watch Kibo too. I'm behind on Okay, Kibo is an amazing show that I need you guys to all watch except for Patricia because I think you already watched it. I don't know what the heck that is. What is this? It's on Netflix. Um, if you do like Shira and Steven Universe, I um I strongly suggest Kibo because that is basically that show. Ooh, the Owl House too. We need to talk about that. Yeah, well, we got shows on deck. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. Can we look? I don't know half these shows that you guys are, are talking about. Can we talk about something like uh, let's see, no, okay, I got it. How about we talk about uh, Umbrella Academy? Ooh, uh, you know, God, I have, have to, to catch up on Umbrella that. Academy, yes, or we could talk about what's another good show. Ooh, you know what? I don't know. We'll we'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, we'll figure I mean, something out. We're we're talking to, oh, oh, actually, uh, hold on. I know a good show we can talk about. <laughs> Shameless plug right here. Oh, my hero uh, academia. Yes, Ooh. yes, we can talk about that. I that's, need to watch season four. Yes, Ooh. you do. Hurry up and watch season okay, four. Okay, hold on, hold on. See, 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 look, look, look. I don't like watching anime until it's finished. Because I don't like when I don't like waiting. See, no, anime say, takes oh, a yeah, long time. This to should be out. a topic. All right, Patricia, this should be a topic because we grew up where we were fine with waiting. Actually, we wanted to wait for the next episode. Like, for example, with Dragon Ball Z, what will happen next time on Dragon yeah. Ball Z? Yeah. It's been ruined by like binge culture, man. Yes, that should I, be the topic. Binge culture versus I grew up on that, too. Right. Just, we all grew up on it, but then once up Netflix on it, happened... Just, I don't like waiting. I hated it back then. I hate it now. Also, I'd, right, rather right. Just, I'd rather just finish it and binge watch the I feel like this whole section of us talking about what we should do next, Patricia, you should make this a separate video and call it What's Next on yes. the yes. Yes, do that, do that. podcast and just like us talking about nonsense. Yes. All right, I think I think we're done here. So okay. Yeah, it's been almost two hours. All right. Yeah, so yes. thanks for yes, listening, yes. everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Peace. Bye, Bye y'all. Thank you.